BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shanghai fights a new COVID enemy with old weapons by Jiang Moting, Xu Luyi, Bao Zheming, and Denise Jia, published in Scene Global, read for you by Sylvia Franke. Shanghai is like Wuhan two years ago. The financial hub of 25 million residents has emerged as the epicenter of China's worst virus outbreak since the early days of the pandemic. The city imposed a two-phase lockdown after reporting nearly 40,000 COVID-19 cases in March. The number of daily infections shot up from single digits at the beginning of March to more than 8,000 Saturday. Residents forced to stay home have complained of food shortages. Patients in quarantine facilities have found it difficult to access medical staff. And non-COVID patients have been barred from hospitals. Last Wednesday, a nurse died from an asthma attack after being denied entry to the hospital where she worked. The first fatality linked to COVID curbs and a rising chorus of objections on social media are challenging the authorities' dynamic clearing policy. The long-held zero-COVID strategy requires local authorities to bring any outbreak under control as quickly as possible by identifying the source of the outbreak and isolating all infected patients and their close contacts. It has helped Shanghai and most parts of China to hold COVID cases close to zero for the past two years. But Shanghai is fighting a different battle from the one Wuhan fought two years ago when the virus was first detected and was much deadlier in the absence of vaccines or effective treatments. The latest wave of outbreak is dominated by the COVID Omicron subvariant BA.2, a stealthier and much more contagious variant than previous versions. Many health workers said they are facing a completely new enemy with old weapons that have lost their effectiveness. Stealth variant. BA.2 became dominant worldwide in just two months after it was first detected in January. It now represents nearly 86% of all sequenced cases, according to the United Nations World Health Organization. BA.2 has been called the stealth variant because a different, specific spike gene makes it harder to identify with nucleic acid tests. It can be found only by genomic sequencing. It is even more transmissible than its highly contagious Omicron sibling, BA.1. The BA.1 variant spreads more than 70% faster than the Delta strain, which was dominant before Omicron, and BA.2 spreads more than 60% faster than BA.1, said Wu Tsunyo, the chief epidemiologist of the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, in line with an estimate by White House Chief Medical Advisor Anthony Fauci. One person with BA.2 in Shanghai can infect an average of 9.5 people after infection, giving the strain an R0 value of 9.5. 
That compares with an R0 value of 2.5 to 3 for COVID-19 in the early stage of the epidemic in 2020, and 4 to 6 for the Delta strain, said Zhang Wenhong, an infectious disease specialist and director of the Department of Infectious Diseases at Shanghai Huashan Hospital. Chang has spoken out publicly against excessive lockdowns. The incubation period of the virus has also been shortened, Chang said. Generally, it can be passed on to the next person in three days, and it may infect a thousand people in ten days, an exponential increase, Chang said. The more rapid spread and shorter incubation mean that many previous measures, including mass testing, are less effective. On March 22nd, the National Health Commission released a third version of COVID test guidelines. Instead of testing a city's entire population in two or three days in case of an outbreak, the revised strategy requires rapid tests at the neighborhood level or even by city blocks to be completed within 24 hours. To save time and reduce the cost of large-scale nucleic acid testing, sample pooling has become a common and effective practice, in which samples from multiple individuals are combined into a pool that is tested using a single kit. A positive result means that at least one individual within the pool is infected, so individuals in the pool will then be tested again to identify the infected persons. This method works well when the disease prevalence is lower. In the current Shanghai outbreak, with widespread community transmission, sample pooling followed by individual tests leads to a delay in identifying infected persons, and complete results may not be available until two or three days after sampling, said Wu Fan, an official of Shanghai's Health Commission. To make up for the speed limitation, China since March 10th has begun combining methods of antigen and nucleic acid testing. Antigen tests can be done at home and produce results quickly, typically in less than 15 minutes. But they are also less accurate than nucleic acid tests. When a person is symptomatic or has a lot of virus in their system, antigen tests are very accurate. When a person is in the early stages of infection with little virus in the nose and throat where samples are taken, antigen tests can miss early cases. Vaccine, still the best weapon. Evidence so far suggests that BA.2 is no more likely to cause severe disease than other variants. Maria Van Kerkhove, the World Health Organization's COVID-19 technical lead, said there is no evidence that BA.2 is any more severe than BA.1. For now, it is at least certain that BA.2 has been less severe and less lethal than the flu amongst vaccinated adults between 18 and 59 years old, according to Qin Dongyan, a virologist at the University of Hong Kong. But the threat to the elderly and children should not be underestimated. In the fifth wave of COVID-19 outbreak in Hong Kong, the city's large population of unvaccinated elderly residents resulted in the highest official death rate of any jurisdiction during the pandemic. Unvaccinated children also face the risk of severe neurological and respiratory complications from the Omicron BA.2 variant, researchers at University of Hong Kong said in a non-peer-reviewed study posted on the preprint platform of the British medical journal The Lancet. Even though vaccine protection declines over time, vaccination is still considered the best weapon for avoiding infection. 
China has so far relied on its homegrown vaccines, particularly shots based on the traditional inactivated virus technology. Nearly 90% of its 1.4 billion people are fully vaccinated, and more than a third have received boosters, official figures showed. But only half of people older than 80 have been fully vaccinated, and fewer than 20% of that age group received a booster as of March 17th, according to National Health Commission Deputy Director Tseng Yixin. There are still 52 million people over age 60 who have not completed primary vaccinations, Tseng said. Authorities have also begun a campaign to get the most vulnerable people vaccinated, particularly those over 80, with advertisements, phone calls, and neighborhood officials directly requesting that older citizens get the shots. The inactivated virus COVID-19 vaccines that are widely used in China have performed well to prevent severe disease and death, but their protective power is not enough to beat the Omicron variant, said Ding Sheng, dean of the School of Pharmaceutical Studies at Tsinghua University in Beijing. The low vaccination rate among Chinese elderly is partly because the homegrown inactivated virus vaccines didn't involve enough older people in clinic trials, and a large group of elderly with chronic diseases were restricted from receiving the vaccines due to concerns over side effects, said Zhang Zuofeng, dean of the University of California, Los Angeles School of Public Health. The more advanced mRNA vaccines haven't won approval for public inoculation on the mainland, although the shot developed by Pfizer and BioNTech has been introduced in Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan. Chang called for faster approval of Pfizer's mRNA vaccines in China for people older than 65 and younger than 5. Ineffective Lockdowns Within rising daily cases, Shanghai has expanded its original two-phase containment plan into a city-wide lockdown. The eastern half of the megacity remains under tight movement restrictions despite the end of a four-day lockdown Friday. While residents on the western Puxi side of the Huangpu River began their own four-day lockdown. As the containment period is not long enough and the flow of people is not completely halted, the strategy can only delay the spread of the virus, and it is difficult to achieve the goal of dynamic clearing, said Li Huanlong, a CDC official in Hangzhou, Zhejiang province. This method proves to be unsuccessful, Li said. Many cases show that people can get infected after they go out to buy groceries and fail to keep social distance when getting tests in the community, a Shanghai CDC expert said. Local community workers told Tsai Xin that serious manpower shortages make complete implementation of the lockdown impossible. In many containment areas, residents are free to move about within the communities, and even some close contacts of infected people can leave their homes, a Shanghai official said. Demand for medical services due to the surging number of infections and close contacts have meant that staff and supplies have struggled to keep up. Designated hospitals with thousands of beds quickly filled, leaving a backlog of positive cases in communities. People with mild or no symptoms are required to be put under compulsory central quarantine for treatment or monitoring at mostly makeshift facilities built in massive stadiums or exhibition centers around the city. 
As of April 1st, facilities that quarantine as many as 24,000 people have been put into use, and more quarantine sites are under construction, Tsai-Sine learned. Many patients in quarantine facilities have found it difficult to access medical staff and lack daily necessities, while others have been forced to wait in their homes for extended periods due to a shortage of personnel to transport them and a lack of available beds. At present, the epidemic situation is severe and complex, and the task of prevention and control is extremely arduous, Wu Qianyu, an official at the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission, said Saturday at a briefing. Shanghai launched a citywide antigen self-testing campaign Sunday, which will be followed by citywide nucleic acid tests Monday, according to the Shanghai Health Commission. More daily records of new cases are expected in the next few days, a local CDC expert said.